It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Just like that, Scottish League football is back A new season of new players, new expectations, new hopes, new fears And new drama starts right here Strap yourselves in because Scottish football rarely disappoints I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me this afternoon Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans A new season, the old conflicts And we wouldn't have it any other way, would we? It's a madhouse, but it's our madhouse The game here retains its Ability to excite and infuriate in equal measure. But we do have the players who can provide a league competition worthy of the name, and we have supporters who exhibit a level of rivalry more intense than you'll find anywhere else. This time last week, I was trapped in that furniture store, four letters long, and dreaming of this day. <laughs> this is our game. This is our programme. This is what Saturdays are for A fantastic fixture card coming up this afternoon One place to start those 76 days on From Scott Brown lifting the Premiership Trophy At the end of last season It's Flag Day at Celtic Park this afternoon Watched by Alison Conroy and Gordon Diel Good afternoon Gordon Yes, Celtic will unfurl that Championship flag Ahead of their opening fixture of the new season Against St Johnson As they try to go for nine in a row A couple of suspensions for Celtic On the opening day of the season Chris Julian and Jozo Simonovic Sitting this one out So it will be Scott Bain in goal About for a debut for Hatem El Hamid That'll be near Beaton Chris Iyer and Bolly Bolingoli In front of them Scott Brown and Callum McGregor And the three of James Forrest Ryan Christie and Mikey Johnson With Odson Edward as the lone striker On the bench for Celtic Gordon, Ralston, Hayes, Cham, Sinclair, Morgan and Griffiths For St Johnson Xander Clark in goal A back five of Richard Foster Wallace Duffy, Mathis Veeman Jason Kerr and Scott Tanzer in the midfield Murray Davidson, Liam Craig and Ross Callahan. up top Matty Kennedy and Michael O'Halloran on the bench for the Saints Parrish, Anderson, Swanson, McCann, McLean, Henry and Northcote Gordon Dale, we look at this game opening day of the season St Johnson have had an absolute shocker in the Betfred Cup Yeah but it's all about what Celtic do this afternoon Alison, as you said it's flag day, Uh, they'll want to get out onto the pitch, get that finished, it's all about getting the three points, vital three points, starting off on a positive note, just looking at the Celtic team it's very very strong but the one thing you will say about it is you look at that back five, there's only really two regulars in there from days gone by, you look at Bain the goalkeeper and Ayer who's played uh, the rest has just come in. It'll be interesting to see how that does. I know that Beaton is a midfield player's dropped in there, but I don't think that will be a big worry for Neil Lennon this afternoon, as you rightly say. It's against the St Johnston team, and the Betfred Cup have been absolutely terrible. And they come here, and if Celtic got off to a good start, and we have got absolutely fantastic conditions for a game of football, which I think will suit Celtic right down to a tee, then it could be a long afternoon for them. So it is a debut for Hatem Abdelhamid this afternoon, Gordon, at Celtic Park. Uh, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray here in the studio We know the reality of what this season means to Celtic, to Rangers, to everyone else in the league of course But at the top is where a lot of the focus is going to be Mark Championship flag unfurled today, can they make it nine in a row? We start today and find out Well it's certainly a, a historic season Gordon And I think one that everyone suspected was coming You know Rangers did put a push in last season uh, for a time but I think everybody suspected the Well the majority suspected That this season Celtic would be going for nine 
and Rangers would strengthen and do all in their power to try and stop them. And it certainly looks that way so far. Rangers have made a number of signings who in the face of it look to be decent players. Their performance the other night wasn't great, but they still you know, got there in the end and their pre-season form looks pretty good. However, they'll be judged on league performances. Um, the Celtic players, the new signings, looking forward to seeing how they do today, will be judged on league performances and it'll be the same for the Rangers players tomorrow at Kelly. So it starts right away, you know, the Rangers players will be looking at Celtic Park today, looking for the result, even though there's still another, you know, 37 games to go, every point counts at this minute in time. So I, I really can't wait for this season. I think it'll be the closest one we've seen in a long time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Gordon. I think, as you said in the opening comments there, uh, hopes, expectations... And the big question will be, can Rangers go on and compete with Celtic at the top of the table? I think that it'll be neck and neck between the two of them. I think it'll go to the wire. Uh, and I'm going to predict uh, Rangers' early doors, Gordon, purely for the point of view is they've added quality, strength and depth, and they will have to be more and more consistent. And because of that strength and depth, I feel as if they'll get the ties in which they couldn't uh, do earlier on the season. Celtic, middle to front, are pretty much as solid as they're going to be. Uh, just unsure about it at the back at the moment. Somebody's getting excited. The predictions are coming up after the first break. Alex Ray's gone a little bit early. Insert your own joke here. Uh, let's hear from Neil Lennon ahead of the Championship Flag Day at Celtic Park. Pre-season means nothing. You know, I've had some great pre-seasons. Started the season poorly and had some poor ones and gone off to a great start. Tommy Red is a very shrewd manager, very experienced. They are a tough nut to crack St Johnson and over the, the years they've given us very difficult games as they have done with a lot of other teams and I expect that to be no different. He always has something, a way of playing or a way of trying to continue Tommy and I expect that to be the same tomorrow. And as usual we've got the top team all around the grounds as well. Three other huge games in the Premiership this afternoon. Let's go to the capital city where I'm sure the sun is shining. Hibs against St Mirren. Fraser Wishart is watching that one. Beautiful day here, Gordon down in Leith, an afternoon to everybody, great to be back like everybody else, really excited about this season ahead, I think we're going to have a, a fantastic season, and as you said at the top of the show, everything at this time is new, it's fresh, the pitch is looking great, the ground's looking great, and of course for Hibs the news the owner, it's strange that Rod Petrie and Tom Farmer are no longer here, Ron Gordon, the American now in charge, took over in the summertime, so a bit of excitement for the Hibs fans, anticipate investment in players, and for Paul Heckenbotham, fairly new to the management position, took over from Neil Lennon in February, he's gone about the job quietly, impressed many and now it's now his team over the summer time he's been managed to bring in seven new signings only Scott Allen is not from the lower leagues and for Saints of course their new is their manager Oren Kearney's departure took some time and Jim Goodwin sensible choice for me was appointed late on it's only now beginning to get players in and they've got seven new players as well in this window and although they're behind others in terms of recruitment I think St Mun will bring in a few more between now and the end of the August, end of August but for all teams playing today it's really important to get off to a good start and get the confidence going for the season and I think particularly so here for Hibernian people expect them to be up near the top of the table certainly challenging for third and fourth place at very least and for Paul Heckenbotham I think anything other than a victory today would be a poor result whereas it's the opposite really for St Mern they've struggled so far in the League Cup and anything today I think would be an absolutely fantastic result for St Mern five of Hibs new signings start in a 4-4-1-1 formation off your Marciano's in goals Tom James Adam Jackson Paul Hanlon and Stephen Whitaker at the back Joe Newell Josh Vela Stevie Mallon and Daryl Horgan in midfield 
with Scott Allen just off the lone striker Florian Cambery the substitutes for Hibs Chris Maxwell Vinkita Slivka Christian Doidge Darren McGregor Ollie Shaw Fraser Murray and Sean Mackey for Saints they've got three new signings in the starting lineup. 4-2-3-1 formation Vaclav Hladke in goals a back four Cammy McPherson Sean McLaughlin Gary McKenzie Paul McGinn in midfield Ryan Flynn and Sam Foley with Kel McGuinness Tony Andrew and Ilkay Durmus behind the lone striker Danny Mullen the subs for Saints Dean Linus Jonathan Obika Jack Baird Owen Jorkiev Ethan Erhanon Cameron Bredner and Nicholas McAllister and the referee today at Easter Road is Ewan Anderson and a new face in the dugout for St Mirren well I say a new face it's an old face but it's a new managerial appointment Jim Goodwin takes charge in the league this afternoon they look brilliant I must say they've had a really good bet Fred campaign they've, I think they've only conceded one goal in the four games they've scored plenty as well so you know I was actually reading some of Paul Heckenbottom's comments during the week and he says he's got two players for every position I mean it must be must be a hell of a luxury when, when you've got that and when I'm looking at the list you know we're not talking about young players in these positions as backup we're talking about real quality we know where their strengths are and it's now we've got to identify their weaknesses and where we think we can get at them but they're a very very good team I think they'll be right up there at the top end of the table this season I think the, the fans will expect that and I think the manager will also demand that of the players the Tony Macaroni Arena is still with us in the Premiership. Roger Hanna's there and he's looking forward to Livingston against Motherwell. Yeah, welcome to the spaghetti hat as they call it here now, God. It's only 11 weeks since I saw these two teams face each other on the last weekend of last season's SPFL Premiership. Motherwell winning 3-2 at Fud Park. Since then, plenty changes. There's four league debutants in Gary Holt's Levy side this afternoon and five league debutants in Stephen Robinson's Motherwell side, including Declan Gallagher who swapped the Tony Macaroni for Fud Park in the summer. Both these sides are in decent form they both won their Betfred Cup groups they're both into the last 16 and they'll know the importance of getting a good start to the league season Levy promoted last summer made a good start to the Premiership campaign and never looked back they were never in any danger of being relegated Motherwell they're a poor start to the league season it really from early on never looked as if they were going to make the top six that has to be the ambition I think for Robinson this season after some of the signings he's made Livingston will start this afternoon with Ross Stewart and goal at the back Nicky Devlin a former Motherwell player makes his debut Alan Lithgow is the new captain Ricky Lamy and Jack McMillan midfield Marvin Bartley signed from Hibs in a three year deal in the summer is in with Keegan Jacobs Stevie Lawless and Scott Pittman and up top two newcomers Aidan Suda and Lyndon Dykes on the bench Sarkic, Crawford Tiffany Henderson Sibold Pepe and Miller Muller will go with Mark Gillespie in goal as a back four of Richard Tate Declan Gallagher Charles Dunn and Jake Carroll just in front of them Liam Donnelly and Alan Campbell and then Jermaine Hilton Liam Polworth and Christian Illich provide support for James Scott on the bench Carson Grimshaw Hartley Long Sadoff Semple and Cole the sun is shining in West Lothian Gordon we can't wait for the big season to kick off and Stephen Robinson of course rewarded for his recent hard work with a new contract over the summer let's get the pre-match thoughts of the Motherwell manager expectations uh, the biggest thing is to manage in football listen first and foremost we have to stay in the division that's our, our primary aim, of course, within our dressing room and within our coaching staff. We've got bigger aims than that, much bigger aims than that. Um, but we have to just temper that slightly. I take each, each game as it comes. It's an old saying, it bores the life out of all you press people. But we just have to try and win each game that we're, we go onto the field with. Any successful team and squad, you have to rotate in modern football now, the pace of it. We only go with 20, 21 outfield players, so we don't have a big squad. So you're either in the squad or you're on the bench. You, you know, there's not many players miss out each week, maybe a couple of the younger squad members. So, you know, people have to just get used to that. And Ross County back, of course, after a season in the Championship. That means that journey up the A9 for some of our pundits. Mark Guidi's done it this afternoon. Looking forward to that one, Mark. 
Yeah, lovely drive uh, up the road, uh, Gordon, and as, as ever, uh, a warm welcome here in the Highlands. The sun is shining. It's a beautiful afternoon. A lot of optimism on both sides. The championships uh, winners, Ross County, straight back up to the top flight. Tomorrow they celebrate 25 years in the SPFL since that journey uh, started for them and it's a, a good tribute to the club that they've managed to do that. They've, they've won a, a major trophy, they've got into the top six so it's been a good quarter of a century for Ross County and they hope to kick it all off again this season by avoiding relegation and pushing towards the top six with the joint managers that they have, Stephen Ferguson and Stuart Kettlewell. For Hamilton, Aki's Brian Rice managed to steer the club to safety as ever, five years in a row. They have now been in the top flight and he too goes into this uh, new campaign full of optimism, a couple of new signings, some good players, particularly in the goalkeeping position. It was certainly important for Hamilton Aki's to bring in a goalkeeper and they have managed to do that own Fon Williams who worked uh, with Rice at Inverness a few years ago has joined the club. So the home team this afternoon here in Dingwall they go with a 4-4-1-1 formation it's Ross Laidlaw in goals at the back Marcus Fraser the captain Callum Morris Liam Fontaine and Sean Kelly in midfield it's Michael Gardine Joe Chalmers Ian Vigers and Josh Mullen and it's Billy Mackay off the main striker Ross Stewart on the bench for the Staggies Jack Ruddy Ross Draper Tom Crivosti Keith Watson Brian Graham Blair Spittle and Harry Payton for the visitors Aki's goal with a 4-3-1-2 formation Owens von Williams in goals at the back Scott McCann Kieran McKenna Alec Gogic and Aaron McGowan in midfield Blair Alston Danny McKinnon and John Hunt and it's Ross Cunningham off the front two of George Oakley and Marios on pole and on the bench for Brian Rice's team Luke Southwood Marcus Fjortov William Collar, David Moyle, Lewis Smith, Regan Mino and Jamie Hamilton and today's match referee in Dingwall is Alan Newlands. Here's Hamilton Aki's boss Brian Rice. Realistically, stay in the Premier League, finish in a better position we finished in last year, scored more goals than we scored last year, concede less goals, win more games, simple as that. There are a lot of new players, there are a lot of young players, different ideas, different way of playing. But we're getting there, slowly but surely we're getting there. Uh, one thing that's not changed is our spirit. You know, we've seen that last Saturday at Airdrie, played poorly in the first half, 2 nothing down, and got a 90th minute goal to win it. So the spirit's there, I know that's there. So we just need to combine the two things. And it's got to take a little bit of time, but we haven't got time. You know, we need to go Saturday. Uh, Gordon Diel, back to you at Celtic Park where the sun is shining. The championship flag will be unfurled in probably about half an hour's time. Um, a real sense of occasion and then of course it, that stuff all gets pushed to one side and the football begins as they try and defend the title once more yeah and I think uh, Matt Wilson always says that it's probably the worst day you know because the excitement the full house here the atmosphere everything uh, obviously it's called flag day and uh, I think the players just want to go on about their business once that's uh, achieved then the minute that ball's kicked off this afternoon, it's all about getting the three points because they know that Rangers are going to put a lot of pressure on them. Rangers don't play until tomorrow. So it's important they start with a, a victory. Three points this afternoon. Yes, added to that would be a convincing victory and a few goals, which I think will be achievable because I don't think St. Martin, eh, sorry, St. Johnston are really playing very well at the moment. You look at their bed threat um, cup uh, results. Montrose beat them. Forfer, Alisson's Forfer beat them. So they're not coming here with a lot of confidence. Uh, just, Tommy Wright's trying to get players in. People are now tipping them for relegation. People are tipping them for 
you know, the playoffs. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they react. But I think this afternoon we'll all about what Celtic do. They set the bar and that starts at three o'clock. And uh, I think it'll be... Uh, a very convincing win for Celtic today You can stay in touch with us all afternoon On Twitter at Clyde SSB Of course we'll have our first open line of the season At 5 o'clock where you can react instantly To whatever you've watched this afternoon And later on we're giving you the chance to win Over £500 as well I could run through a whole list of things We've got the first half teaser, second half teaser It's not to be missed And we're going to get predictions from all the team next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan in the studio We've got the top team all around the grounds On the day that Scottish League football truly returns I know we had a game last night But we forget about that Because it doesn't sound quite as dramatic when, it, when it's split over a couple of days It's really back today The sun has even turned out for the occasion We are delighted to be back in a Saturday afternoon And hopefully you're looking forward to the football as well I, for one, I'm certainly looking forward to the next 15 minutes or so Because we get your predictions for the season ahead I have, on front of me, last season's predictions <laughs> Yes Not a great deal to write home about Roger Hanna, Mark Guidi, Mark Wilson, Alex Ray You all did, you, you were joint top, if you like Oh yes, so done um, another job mate the Hugh, Hugh Evans, Fraser Wishart You weren't too far behind uh, Gordon DL, you got a couple right as well uh, We'll remind DJ on Friday When he's back in that he got none Right <laughs> last year uh, So there <laughs> we go, anyway, enough about the past Let's bring us right up to the present day We are going to put all 12 of your Predictions on Twitter We're asking you for all sorts, league winners Cup winners, top goal scorer 1-12 to 12 in the Premiership And we're going to put it on Twitter so that everyone can screenshot it And remind you about it Throw it back in your face <laughs> as the season progresses. Hugh Keevens, you kicked us off last night. Remind us, please. I'm going for Celtic. I take Alec Ray's point on board about the loss of uh, Boyata, Lustig, Benkovic and probably Tierney. Uh, but I have to believe that if Celtic spend £12 million on Bolly Bolingoli, uh, on Chris Julien and uh, El Hamed, uh, they must be decent players Otherwise Somebody is guilty of Horrendous misjudgement Middle to front I think Celtic have An abundance of talent They have An attacking ethos They are Pleasing to the eye And I simply think That they have the talent To go on And make it Nine in a row For a second time Okay Rangers to finish second Yes Who is third? Aberdeen And bottom two please I think St Mirren I fear for St Mirren And also for St Johnston Okay we're putting you Right in the spot We've asked you to write down 1 to 12 And we will put them In social media For you all to laugh at But I don't think We'll go through all 12 At the moment That would take forever Mark Wilson on to you um, Who's going straight down? I went for Livy To go straight down I think Livy Done remarkably well At the start of last season However I mean you said They would go straight down Last season Did I? You did Ah well uh, Listen things <laughs> Things change And I was almost right if, when we Kenny Miller <laughs> was in charge But he left and Gary Oak came in But I think they've sold the spine of their team Which was really the strength I think they had players there Who'd played together for three and four years together uh, And that squad's now been broken up So I, I fear for them And I think I put Hamilton did it for, for the playoff spot Okay um, Third place Third place, Aberdeen Second place Rangers and Celtic to win it I think Celtic been such a historic year will put everything into winning this title and if things aren't going their way 
come January I think <laughs> like I said they will throw everything in the transfer window to get players in to win this ninth title OK 2-0 to Celtic in the studio Alex Ray who's going straight down Yes I said uh, St Mirren and I thought uh, Livingston would possibly have the playoff spot uh, the top three I went for Rangers to win Celtic and Aberdeen to come third everyone's going for Aberdeen in third interestingly no one has broken into that just yet Gordon Diel what have you got for us who's going straight down uh, straight down I think St Mirren like the rest of the boys I think they've left it too late I think uh, Jim Goodwin's out there just trying to get numbers in which he needs but I don't think he's going to get the quality and I think it's going to be a long season and I think they will lose today and that will be a start of a poor poor run for them so I've no hope for St Mirren whatsoever <laughs> Very pessimistic outlook um, who's having to settle for the playoffs? Uh, I think uh, because of the, the amount of players and the, the, the players that were so important last season, I think Livy will be in the playoffs. Did you just agree with Mark Wilson? Uh, yeah, I agree everything with Mark. Okay. I didn't even hear Mark, actually, I switched off. <laughs> Third place? Aberdeen. Second place? Uh, Rangers. Celtic to win it? Yeah, I think Celtic will be a stick on to win it, yeah. A stick on? Yeah. Yeah, what I makes think, you so confident? Well, I, I think everybody's getting carried away with uh, the strength of Rangers. Yes, they have improved. Of course, they have. They've signed 25 players. You should improve. Uh, they have got decent players. They've got players that can score goals. But I just think the Celtic know how to do this. And I think that, yeah, you can look at the back four, back five, as I touched on today. Uh, but they're bringing in players at £7 million. They've got midfield players. They've got strength and depth. Uh, they've got a new, for me, a new striker back in Griffiths. Um, I just think that they'll have too much for Rangers over the piece. But what I will say, Gordon, is I think the Rangers will get silverware somewhere. Mm. Uh, a steward's inquiry has to be launched into Mark Guidi's predictions from last season. Because I've got them in front of me, Mark, and I remember it well. So you tipped Celtic to win it. You then tipped Hearts to finish second. Rangers third, Aberdeen fourth. Now, to be fair to you, you did... Publicly change your mind after week one, didn't you? As soon as Kyle Lafferty left Hearts, you changed your mind. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's, right. it's important because that actually would catapult you into the outright winner of the predictor yeah. well, last well, season. Well, there's no required and quite required. <laughs> I thought you might say that. Uh, you also had St Mirren in the playoffs, so you did you did not too bad last season. What have you got for us this time? Uh, this season in reverse order, I think Livy will go straight down. St Mirren will be in the playoffs. Aberdeen will finish third. And I've changed my mind the past 24 hours now. Oh, back wow. me up. I thought oh, it's a big show. I fancied Rangers for the title up until yesterday morning. Um, but there's something just not sitting right with me with this whole Morelos situation. For me, and uh, newspaper man, can know how these things work, Roger might wee bit know a wee bit more about it me, but I just get the feeling that, that, that uh, Morelos is not going to be there um, come the end of the window. And it's, I know it's not a, it's not a cop-out, but... Uh, there's a lot riding in the next four weeks. A, the transfer window, I think there's still important business to be done in and out in both clubs. And also, if both clubs get into Europe or not, that is a big bearing on the, on the first half of the season and, and can be a difference. But anyway, I'm going for Celtic. I've changed my mind because of the Morelos situation. I'm going to go for Celtic. There is a bottle there. There's a mentality there. I think this season is going to be mad. And uh, <laughs> as much as ability, it's going to be about knowing how to get over the line. And I just think that Celtic will get more of that in the locker, obviously, with having the core of that team. And if need be, in January, they should be in a, in a strong financial position to go and bring in two or three, should they need to do it. But I think 
it will be very, very tight. In previous years, I won right, I thought Celtic would win it by a distance. Last season, that turned out to be the case, nine points. But this season, it wouldn't surprise me, Gordon, if we have another helicopter Sunday, last day drama that we had in 2003, 2005, 2008 and so on I think we're in for an absolute cracker I mean the turmoil you guys have to go through Mark Weedy was so sure yesterday morning he's changed his mind sleepless nights leading mm. up to it Roger Hanna what have you got for us? I've gone the exact opposite way through the week I thought Celtic would win it in the last minute I've changed my mind I've tipped Rangers to win the title in the Scottish okay. Sun this morning so I'll need to stick with it it's there in print and it's now out on the radio as well Gordon um, Neil Lennon was talking about 15 in a row this morning Wow I think there'll be a lot of pressure on Celtic I agree with Alec, there's no Lustig, there's no Boyata, there's no Benkovic, there's likely to be no Tierney before the window shuts on Thursday. Um, I think Rangers have edged closer and closer and closer. They beat Celtic twice at Ibrox last season, albeit lost twice at Celtic Park. And I just think that the gap that was 37 points under Brendan Rodgers three years ago has got narrower and narrower and quite agree with Mark I think it could go down to a last day shootout they're that close wouldn't surprise me at all if Celtic won it but I've tipped Rangers to win it and it's just a pity we can't do the tips after the transfer window closes because as Mark said what happens between now and midnight on the 2nd of September will have an enormous effect you know if Celtic have got £25 million of Kieran Tierney money to spend do they go out and get two or three big hitters do Rangers keep Morelos? Do they sell Morelos? If they sell Morelos, do they buy a replacement? So there are a lot of questions still to be answered, but I've tipped Rangers. I mean, this is what you're up against. Guys who want to spin out their pre-season predictions till September. We can't be having that. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. Unbelievable. Right, Fraser Wisher, you're the man who usually brings sense to this show. What have you got for us? Oh, I don't know about that, Gordon. The reason I don't gamble in football is because I'm hopeless at this type of thing. But uh, I, I, like the other guys, I think it's the first time in years we've actually had to, to think about what we're predicting. And, and this year... I think not only hope, but a real expectation for the Rangers fans, and that will bring a different type of pressure to the Rangers players. I think last year, few connected with the club really thought they could they could win it. Maybe a decent fist of it blew their chance after the split. But I think this season, Rangers fans I speak to I really expect Rangers to be there and up there for the whole season, and many of them to win it. They made some decent signings, but the difficulty might be how Steven Gerrard fits them into that formation, how to get his best players into the into the team. But uh, for me, I think Celtic will just win it. I think it'll be narrow, but Celtic I think will spend late. In the window, the English window closing earlier, might just help them because clubs will be left with players they don't want, players that are outside their 25-man squads for the league that can't play, and they want to move them on perhaps on a loan deal on a, on a permanent sign. So I think Celtic would just about have enough to win it narrowly. But the interesting thing will be, as I said earlier, first time in years, Celtic might just feel a little bit of pressure and a team really just breathing down their neck towards the later part of the season and the question may be just how will Celtic react but uh, like the guys really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be so so close but for me Celtic just have that wee bit of quality to stop front just to, just to, just to edge it OK who makes it into third then? Third for me Aberdeen I think they've signed really the well Derek McInnes yeah, yeah, and, uh, and I think Hearts will be better this year so they, they could challenge them because Naismith will be, will be around hopefully he won't be injured did really well last year but then other key players got injured and they dropped down the league and at the bottom for me I'm going to go with Livingston the reasons that Mark uh, Wilson gave are very relevant and also you find that sometimes a team comes up and nobody really knows about them and, they, and that's what happened with Livingston last year they were kind of you know, unknown quantity got a lot of points at home and a lot of points very early but they're really bad into the season and uh, for me I think they'll be they'll be in that in that uh, 12th place and for me Ross County as well in the playoffs although Hamilton, St Myrne, even St Johnson. I mean, you could juggle any two out of those five, I think. But for me, 
Ross County 11 Livingston 12 First mention For Ross County To be in the bottom two Interesting stuff Right that's the, In fact Alison Conroy Don't think I've forgotten about you What are you going for? I am going For Celtic to win the league again I think the challenge Is going to be much greater For them this season But I think they'll have enough To make that ninth in a row So it'll be Rangers For me in second And I'm actually going for Hibs In wow. third Just a big shout That is a big shout yeah, my bottom two quite similar to a lot of the guys. I think St Mirren, automatic relegation. I think it'll just be a, a, a tough ask for this then this season. And Livingston to finish in that playoff place as well. Okay. A, a tough one for them okay, this season okay. as well, I think. Right, if you head over to at Clyde SSB soon, if it's not up now, it'll be up soon. You will see all the pundits' full list of predictions, handwritten, no less. We yeah. like to go old school. From 1 to 12... We've asked you for cup winners We've asked you for player of the year We've asked you for top goal scorer So that will all be on Twitter at Clyde SSB If you head over there and check that one out Please feel free to um, to screenshot it Save it, bring it up every week um, And remind the guys of how hopeless they are at predicting Roger Hanna, I should say, has reminded me He did tip County to go down So I was talking rubbish when I said that Fraser was the, the first one to mention it Um all 12 will be online like I say Let, let's let's talk generally then guys you, you, you're all uh, you're all faded up you're all available to speak what else might we see who's going to perhaps struggle that might be a surprise who do you think could the, the you know who's going to sneak into the top six what, what, what else do you think's out there this season I think That's the obvious one is, is sorry Kilmarnock for me um, I think what they done under Steve Cart was sensational but looking at what's happened in the past couple of weeks a new manager coming out you know you're hearing stories behind the scenes that things aren't what was last season I think it's very hard for a, a group of players who love the manager so much to then buy into something so quickly and I, I fear for them I don't think they'll be in the top six I think they'll they'll end up in the bottom six and it might be a bit of a struggle and that's you know that's a real shame for the Kilmarnock fans who have been missing for so many years and then in the last mm. couple of seasons they've come so, back so, in their so numbers so you think bottom six for bottom Kilmarnock six, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then anyone else out in, at the grounds well, go along with that I think if uh, Kilmarnock go out the top six which I do agree with Mark after watching them pre-season I've been impressed with uh, my own team Monable. I think they've got bags of pace I think they've got uh, brought in good players good experienced players they look very solid at the back and if they can go off to a good start today at Livingston which will be a difficult game then if you know you, the, the top five probably pick themselves from Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen, Hearts and Ibs you're always looking for one to be in there and if Kamala's got to be replaced and I do agree with that unless something drastically happens with the manager then I really do fancy money Mark Mottinger and Fraser who's likely do you think to have the biggest fall from grace? I think the guys with St Johnson. St Johnson, as the boys were saying, if if you can lose at Montrose, it's careless. If you lose at Montrose and Forfa, and then you miss out on your top target in the window, Stevie May, it makes up for a very poor pre-season for St Johnson. And if they take a beating at Celtic Park today, I think it puts a lot of pressure, not so much in Tommy Wright, I think it puts a lot of pressure in Steve Brown, the chairman, to make money available to bring more players in and help St Johnson. Fraser? Yeah, sorry, I agree with Roger. I think St Johnson might just struggle. For many years, you 
you could pick seven or eight of their players every single week and of course they've all aged at the same time and like Chris Miller and Steve McLean's moved on as well and all these guys are great servants to the club but now he's trying to rebuild and rebuilding while keeping the team in the Premier League is, is difficult because the Johnson don't have a have, have a big budget but the, the top five teams are, are, are far bigger than the rest in terms of finances and what they can offer and the players they can bring in the rest the rest there's not a big difference between like to maybe Kilmarnock and Motherwell and, and, and the, the teams who maybe are smaller budgets Hamilton Ackies and St Johnson there's not a huge difference in them so really it's about getting one or two key players perhaps somebody that can do something a wee bit different David Tumble did it at the tail end of last season for Motherwell and of course unfortunately for him he's got, he's got a knee injury he won't pl- probably play this side of, of New Year but uh, I, I've seen Motherwell pre-season as well and I think they'll be the best of the rest they'll get into that top six they look he's good they're actually playing some speaking, good football as you're speaking young David Tumble is doing a lap of honour on crutches in front of the Motherwell fans here at the Tony Macaroni this afternoon he, he's had the surgery on his knee his leg is still I'm just looking down his leg still in some variety of cast he's on two crutches he's posing for photographs with the young Motherwell fans and he's getting a terrific round of applause for the Motherwell fans here in the way end at Livingston uh, Mark Guidi, like I said many times, these will all be written down, they'll be set in stone on social media, never to be forgotten. Just generally though, without giving it all away, who, who do you expect to do well? Who's going to struggle? Any surprise packages out there? Well, I, I think that Kilmarnock will stay in the top six. Uh, you know, I think there's the, the taking a, a bit of settling in period for Angelo Alicio, but I, I think it will uh, be fine. Um, but uh, because they did, let's be honest, they overachieved under. Stevie Clark, I mean that was with the, the greatest of respect but I, I just hope that whatever happens with Kilmarnock they don't lose the fans that they've managed to bring back because two years ago they were averaging three to three and a half thousand and they're up to six and a half, seven thousand so I hope that the fans um, stick with uh, with Kilmarnock and they've got a hell of a tough game tomorrow um, against Rangers St Johnston, yeah Tommy Wright's been at the club now what six, seven years, can he keep doing it year after year I think uh, that this might be the one where they I don't think they'll be anywhere near going down but uh, I think they'll be in that wee group, you know, maybe 7th, 8th, ninth, and uh, won't, won't threaten the top six too much. And, and for Motherwell, yeah, they're fine, um, good players, but the, the, the problem is that they're, they're good players tend to shine uh, for them, and uh, the vultures will be hovering, and it'll be hard for Stevie uh, Robertson to, to hang on to them, so I don't expect Motherwell to, to, to trouble uh, the top six too much So there we go The predictions are in On match day one Of the league season Only another 37 match days To go For them all to go wrong We're going back Around the grounds next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com 15 minutes till kick off On the first Saturday afternoon Of the new SPFL season We've been focusing on The Premiership Already this Thus far this afternoon But fantastic games All across the Championship League 1 and League 2 And of course We've now got a pyramid in place as well So numerous teams Across the country Wanting to force their way into that Over the next nine months or so Let's go back around the grounds And get a flavour Of what's happening Livingston against Motherwell Uh, Roger Livingston would have to go down as The surprise package last season Certainly one of them Um, And maybe Motherwell wanted To be that this season yeah, Muller will certainly have ambitions to get into the top six. As the boys were saying, there probably is a gap there. You look at Rangers, Celtic, Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen, probably joust it out for the top five. But Motherwell could get into top six. I think Stephen Robinson is signed well in the summer. Very impressed with Jermaine Hilton in the pre-season games. Liam Polworth's always been a good player in Inverness. I think he'll make an impact. Uh, he's hoping he solved the, the left-back problem area with the arrival of Jake Carroll as well. So 
looks to be strengthened depth in the bench as well. The likes of Seedorf and Long, Cole, all of whom came in in the summer. They're all in the substitutes bench today. So Motherwell will have their own ambitions. But Livingston, Gary Holt and David Martindale will tell you, they, their first objective has to be to stay in the Premiership for a third season. They've lost key men. The, the spine of the team, the goalkeeper, Liam Kelly, is away to QPR. Declan Gallagher, of course, is back here today playing for Motherwell. The skipper, Craig Halkett, away to Hart. Sean Byrne, away to Dundee. They were all key players. So the guys who have been brought in to replace them all have big jobs to do. And so, so does Lyndon Dykes up front because if any of these teams, you know, we speak about St Mirren or Hamilton or Ross County or Livy in terms of relegation, but if any of those clubs can find a guy to score 15, 16 goals, that might be enough to make the difference in this scrap for survival. And Livy will hope that big Lyndon Dykes has come in in the summer from Queen of the South, QOS. They'll be hoping he's the man. Uh, let's go to the capital Fraser Wisher Eyes in this part of the world Certainly through in Paisley On how St Mirren start off Because for the second season In succession Pre-season's just been a bit of a mess And you, like You could contrast it to Motherwell for instance Club of a similar size Who go into the season Full of hope Full of optimism St Mirren don't really have that At the moment For a number of reasons no, and you can see in Motherwell's squads, you know, early signings and planning from from last season. Whereas uh, the summer, for Simon yet again was a, was a change in manager, and uh, Oren Kearney took a long time for that to be sorted. By the time they got Jim Goodwin into the job, and as I said earlier, I think he was the only choice and a, and a very good choice as well. Then they're behind everybody in terms of, of, of recruitment, and, and it's difficult for St Mirren because they don't offer more money than any of the teams around them. But if, if they're competing, say, with a St Johnston or Hamilton Ackies for a player. You know, if the teams have got in there first, then then you're, you're really struggling to get any kind of decent quality. So it'd be interesting to see the likes of uh, Dermus, who's playing in, in, in a wide area, seeing a two-year contract come across from, from Austria as well. Don't know much about him, but has, has he got something he can bring to them? And I think, like for, for most of the teams in the bottom half, it's going to be who's going to score the goals. Danny Mullen is playing up front on his own today, and on the bench there's nobody else really that can play up there. So that'll be a priority position, I think, for Jim Goodwin in the coming few weeks. He'll try and eke out a draw today, a draw would be a fantastic result for them. If they can get one or two more forward players in it, then, then perhaps his squad's begin to look a bit better. Left-back's another position as well, with Paul McGinn filling in there, and Cammy McPherson, the midfield player, ostensibly playing at right-back as well. So still one or two signings to be, to be made. But they'll find it hard today, you know, the look of the, the Hibs team it's a Paul Heggenbottom team he's got five of his new signings in, in the team and I think the big key for Hibs will be can they get goals it looks like Camberry up front but he'll get plenty of support from the likes of Horgan and, and Scott Allen and Stevie Mallon can they contribute with, with goals as well and if they can then Hibs will be certainly up there challenging for third and fourth place and Mark Greedy, as for you, Hamilton Ackies, they really are just the, the great survivors. I wonder if we ever get to a pre-season where we, we don't have this discussion and, and we just take it for granted that they're going to remain in the division because that's what they've done for the last five seasons now. Yeah, they're, they're, they've been good. I think it was at Darry McKinnon, one of the boys said, you know, that they're disappointed that there's not a lot of pundits tipping that we go down this season. Well, a lot of looking at Ross County, Livingston and, and St Mirren. And taking the pick, but that's a credit uh, to, to Hamilton and, and a compliment to them. And I don't think, I think there'll be times we'll get dragged in because we all know like this league is going to be. You have five or six clubs that will go on runs at different points of going without winning a game in, in six, seven, eight games. We'll pick up a couple of draws here and there. But I think Hamilton are kind of established now. Brian Rice is reveling in the role of being his own man. And I think the important thing for Hamilton is that they've signed a goalkeeper. And I think Owen Fawn Williams is a strong goalkeeper whereas I've tipped Livy to go down because they've lost Liam Kelly and you know St Mirren they need to keep Haladke as well Haladke's worth uh, his weight in gold to him if, if you look at the teams that they go down the teams that struggle 
the goalkeeping is always a very important uh, position. Look at Dundee last year, they could never sort out the goalkeeping uh, position before that Ross County, the, the season before that, the three or four different goalies that were throwing them in every week. So it's an important position and I think Hamilton will be fine and Ross County will be fine and they too will be unfurling the uh, championship flag of the, the Ladbrokes um, podium in the middle ready to get the, the cup again and the flag. So a good day ahead here in Dingwall. And it's also flag day at Celtic Park. We're going to go back there next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. It's flag day at Celtic Park as Liz McNeil and Sadie Chalmers make their way to the podium in the middle of the park. Obviously, of course, the wife of the late Billy McNeil and Steve Chalmers. They will unfurl this championship flag ahead of the first league game of the season. Celtic captain Scott Brown has just emerged from the tunnel, Gordon Gale, carrying that Premiership trophy. Yeah, a fitting touch, said uh, Billy McNeil and Stevie Chalmers. Two legends here at Celtic Park. Their wives are out there um, going to do the duty. Scott Brown taking out the, cu- uh, the League Cup, obviously. A uh, big part of it, giving the two uh, ladies a kiss there. And um, this is the part the players just want finish with Alison. Mark Wilson always says it. Get it over with. It's a great at the time, but it's all about the kick-off and getting the first three points on the board. Sadie and Liz take their place beside this flag as they unfurl it for their eighth championship title as they push for nine in a row, Gordon. Yeah, and uh, as the countdown goes on round Celtic Park, everybody up on their feet and they see the flag there. And obviously the usual fireworks are going off all over the place. The noise is incredible, Alison. Uh, it's a fantastic moment for any club. Celtic obviously getting used to it. They want to do it next year again. You can hear the atmosphere cranking up. But it's all about getting this new campaign on the way. And I'm sure all the players standing there applauding everything are just desperate for to get everything off the pitch, get the ball on the centre circle and get this game moving. Green and white fireworks at Celtic Park ahead of kick-off as that flag is unfurled. And we'll recap the teams again for this one. It's Scott Bain in goal for Celtic, a back four of Hatton Abdelhamid, near Beaton, Chris Ayer and Bolly Bolingoli. In front of them, Scott Brown and Callum McGregor. In the three of James Forrest, Ryan Christie and Mikey Jan- Johnson. Odson Edward as the lone striker. On the bench for Celtic this afternoon, Craig Gordon, Lee Griffiths, Scott Sinclair, Johnny Hayes, Lewis Morgan, Olivia Cham and Anthony Ralston. For St Johnson it will be Xander Clark in goal, a back five of Richard Foster, Wallace Duffy, Maddis Beeman, Jason Kerr and Scott Tander. In the midfield, Murray Davidson, Liam Craig and Ross Callahan. Up top, Matty Kennedy and Michael O'Halloran. On the bench for St Johnson, Elliot Parrish, Stephen Anderson, Danny Swanson, Alistair McCann, Kyle McLean, Callum Hendry and Jordan Northcote. The referee this afternoon at Celtic Park is Kevin Clancy. Gordon Dale, Tommy Wright has said it's probably the most difficult game but we have to play Celtic at some point so why not on the opening day of the season? Yeah, if I was Tommy Wright, especially with the forum that I'm getting into this game with uh, Alison, I would rather take this game. Uh, you have nothing to lose, no defences them at all. People are tipping them to be, you know, down, you know, playoffs. Some are even tipping them to be relegation candidates. I think that's a little bit unfair. They've still got a bit of experience in that team. Yes, of course, Tommy Wright needs to add to that. He's been trying to do that. He tried to bring back Stevie May, an ex-player that's at Aberdeen, but unfortunately things broke down there. But St. Johnson aren't just here to make up the numbers. They will have a game plan, and they'll try and make it very difficult for Celtic. They'll hope to catch Celtic on this a very emotional day, uh, because it always is. 
uh, but it's going to be really difficult for them this afternoon. The one thing they can't afford to do is let Celtic get an early goal, especially today with the atmosphere, the excitement in the ground, you know, the new campaign kicking off, new players on show. So it's going to be really an interesting 90 minutes, but I fully expect Celtic with the firepower from middle to front, and obviously Griffiths on the bench as well to come on, he'll be itching to go on there and prove a point then I just think it'll be too much. But St Johnston are here to work very hard and make it difficult. Spoken about Celtic's new signings, of course, Chris Julian is suspended this afternoon, but it's the first chance that Celtic fans have got to have a chance to see Hatem Abdelhamid in action. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never watched the lad. I don't know a lot about him, uh, like a lot of Celtic supporters here, so they'll be looking forward to that, Alison. The only thing, the positive thing, I think that Tommy Wright will be saying to his players, look... They've got a back five there. They're not used to playing with each other. Let them test them early. Get the ball out up to them. I know that Beaton's dropped in there a few times, but for me, he's not a natural centre back. He's a midfield player. They've got a right back, they've got a left back. Obviously, Ayer's been in, Bain's been the goalkeeper. But it's the it's part of the team that you don't really recognise just now. So it'll be interesting to see how that fits in. So if it was me early doors, I'd be saying to my front men, Get the ball up, get the ball up over the top, turn Celtic's back men and see what they've got. But I just think that the way things will go, Celtic will dominate possession and eventually win the game. Yeah, I was going to ask for your prediction. Can you see anything but a straightforward afternoon for Celtic? No, I think it'll be 3-0 Celtic's afternoon, to be quite honest. And I think St Johnson will be happy to take that. And that is Gordon's prediction as we get underway on the opening day of the season for Celtic against St Johnson. It's Clyde One, Super Scoreboard's open line, 0141 951 1025. Well, what an opening day it was in the league season here in Scotland, none more so at Celtic Park Flag Day, and it finished Celtic 7, St Johnston. Nil. Get your calls in What did you make of it Who impressed you I was going to say Who didn't impress you But I can't imagine There were too many Who didn't get past marks In a 7-0 victory What did you make of St Johnston's efforts Hibs against St Mirren Livingston Motherwell Ross County Hamilton They were the top flight games We had the lower league action Of course And tomorrow uh, We've got the big game Between Kilmarnock and Rangers So let's go through it all As much of it as we possibly can Especially If you were at a game This afternoon Give us the immediate reaction How do you feel after it 0141 951 1025 uh, I think it seems sensible To run through some Full time scores From today Hugh Keevan So let's yeah. start with The Premiership Celtic 7 St Johnson 0 Hibs 1 St Mirren 0 Livy 0 Motherwell 0 And Ross County 3 Hamilton 0 In the Championship It was Alloa 1 Partick Thistle 1 Arbroath 0 Queen of the South 0 Air United 4 Morton 2 and Dundee United 4, Inverness 1. In League 1, it finished Airdrie 0, 4 for 2. Clyde 1, East Fife 1. Dumbarton 0, Wraith Rovers 1. Peterhead 0, Falkirk 0. And Stranraer 2, Montrose 2. In League 2, Brecon 0, Annan 1. Cove Rangers 5, Edinburgh City 0. Elgin City 3, Cowdenbeath 0. Stenhouse Muir 2, Albion Rovers 3. And Stirling Albion 0, Queen's Park 1. Well, obviously, you start at the top, the head of the house, and uh, Celtic going for nine in a row. We're looking for a positive start. I don't think in his wildest dreams, Neil Lennon would have thought of 7-0 against St Johnston, but all the, the main elements came good for Celtic. Lee Griffiths came back and got a goal. Brian Christie got three goals to underline his re-emergence as a, a main player at Celtic. Uh, Olivier and Sham came on. 
And got a goal as part of his rehabilitation In the eyes of the Celtic supporters So it's been a great day for Neil Lennon and for Celtic It's been a very bad day for Tommy Wright Yeah, well, I mean, exceptional performance from Celtic Fans would have went along looking forward to seeing the flag unveiled But I don't think they would have expected a 7-0 on the opening day of the season And Celtic really starting this season, showing their intent But, you know, you look further down the results St Mirren, for 85 minutes, Jim Goodwin would have thought That's a great result, only to lose one in the dying moments did it so often last season Me and Alex were speaking about it And for the newcomers Ross County What a start for them You know Up in the Highlands People are, are tipping them To go straight back down I thought they'd be okay today And they certainly showed that Yeah I think the, the, the standout uh, Today Gordon's obviously Ryan Christie When you look at his goal tally so far That's six uh, he, he got that in the whole Of the season He was at Aberdeen Last year he had 11 goals Throughout the whole season Hugh So when you look oh. at the actual Kind of stats He's hit the ground running <laughs> no, no doubts about that yeah. The fascination is always What do Rangers do now? Rangers uh, They won't score seven at Kilmarnock um, But Can they be as impressive on day one As Celtic were in front of their supporters On day one That's now the task For Stephen Gerrard and his players 0141-951-1025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB We're here until six o'clock Let's get stuck right in Those were the voices of Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans And next we're going to hear Stephen in Lark Hall What did you make of that Stephen? Ah fantastic uh, Welcome back guys uh, Good to be back Ain't going to lie Sort of missed it I liked the, the banter and Missed that but We missed you too Stephen After um, that What well, can I say 7-0 What a performance um, Fantastic start to the season I think it's exactly what Celtic needed Set the the benchmark nice and early. Remind everybody why the past three seasons we've won a treble, won the league, and why they're going for nine in a row. Um, there was a lot of standouts. I think um, really impressed with Edward. Um, his game seems to have changed really, really positively. His uh, retention of the ball, his work rate's phenomenal. He deserved a goal. Uh, I think the boy right back had him. He looked good. Hopefully it's a minor knock, but certainly he was a positive for me. And Christie, I think, wow, I just think he's going to win player of the year or young player or player's player um, off the back of last season if he can keep that going. But, yep, just I think it's what a result and I think um, I feel really happy for Neil Lennon because... Yeah, let, me, let me put those points to Gordon Deal, who is obviously at the game... Stephen, um, a number of standout performers. Clearly, Gordon Yell. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ryan Christie gets gets the hat trick. W- would he be your Clyde One Super Scoreboard Man of the Match if oh, you had to pick one? Without a shadow yeah, of a doubt. I thought you might say that. You've got to look at uh, Mikey Johnson started it all. Um, some terrific wing play turned uh, Duffy from St Johnston inside out and scored an early goal. Settled everything down, and from then on, Celtic just went on to play some really fantastic football I've got to say but you look at the downside only one little bit I don't know until we hear from Neil Lennon uh, El Hamid at right back I was very impressed with him first half Gordon really up and down the pitch good use of the ball getting in behind the St Johnston back uh, five putting some lovely balls in there but five minutes into the second half walked all the way around holding his thigh it looks obviously that he's picked up a strain or a knock so that'll be the only damp side of a, what you've got to say a terrific performance if Lennon, Neil Lennon looks at it he's got Edward scoring the centre forward Griffiths is like a new player he looked very sharp when he came on and he took his goal terrifically well 
Mikey Johnston has just appeared on the scene now. You know, we've seen glimpses of him last season, but he seems now that he's grown into the stature of saying, you know, I could be a, a, a first pick every week with Neil Lennon. Scores his goal as well. And Cham, the big talk about him, whether he'd go or whether he was, you know, going to commit himself to Celtic, he comes on and gets a goal. The pluses for Celtic this afternoon are brilliant. Now, you can talk about how bad a St Johnston mm. team are. You can talk about the results. Montrose beat them, Forfar mm. beat them, the Bedford Cup. Yes, of course they did. But they put everybody behind the ball. They've got experienced players out there, remember, that's played in the Premier League season in, season out. And Celtic absolutely ripped them apart. And they're lucky to get back up to Perth only losing seven. Gordon, uh, yeah. Bolly Golly has uh, divided opinion among the supporters mm. early on. How was he? I like him, Hugh. Um, I know that... Um, I'll tell you what, Gordon, hang on to those thoughts because I can already see the next caller coming through wants to talk about the fullbacks. I won't steal his thunder. Uh, Stephen Ryan Christie was one of the standouts. You, you mentioned quite a few. Uh, are these guys you can see really sort of maintaining that and becoming main men for Celtic this season is this the season that you know you get Ryan Christie dominating the Celtic midfield from from start to finish if injury allows him I think uh, I would have my first pick absolutely um, it's always the, the old thing about Scott Brown Scott Brown has his place um, fantastic player great leader but looking at the, the, the quickness of the team especially the likes of Christie I would have Christie McGregor as a key midfielders over them all um, but I think he, I think if he keeps on to say that, I'm expecting him to pick up some sort of award. I just want to reiterate what we said about St. Johnson. I don't think St. Johnson done a lot wrong today, to be honest with you. Um, I know their results have been up and down, but they didn't do anything particularly bad. It was just Celtic were that good. Yeah, Gordon, it's always the balance, isn't it? You, you can't get away from it. In football games, that, you know, there are two teams involved. If, if it's a 7-0, chances are one was very good, one was very bad. Um could anyone have lived with Celtic today? What what could St Johnson have done differently? That's that's very nothing, Gordon. Absolutely nothing. They, they they came down here to Glasgow with a game plan. They went five at the back, which I was very surprised that I've got to say. Uh, put everybody behind the ball, but Celtic right from the start. And the minute the goal goes in from Mikey Johnston, you just you can hear the full players that lifts. You can see the players lifting as well. If they say. We are really going to show everybody what we're all about. We were the champions last season. We won an hour treble. We've got to make it very difficult for people to challenge us. Celtic today, as I say, I've been to many of these games and they always fall flat in their face and it's not a particularly good game. But Celtic today were a joy to watch. The, the way they moved the ball, they moved it very quickly. Their movement... St Johnson players, they were looking about if they say, who do I pick up? They just could not match what Celtic had. Christie in the middle of the park is magnificent, but the caller's talking about Scott Brown. Scott Brown is a massive part to this team, make no doubt about it, because in this game in 90-odd minutes, I could not even see one time Scott Brown actually gave the ball away in possession. That's how good he was. But I just thought from... The goalkeeper, forget him, he was rubbish. <laughs> Scott Bain was absolutely rubbish. There was no point in having him, just sent him home at half time. But from the there rest wasn't of rubbish him, then, he was just. Yeah, he was non existent. Yeah. He shouldn't even have been yeah. out there, you know, it was a waste of uh, appearance money. But from the, the, the <laughs> 10 outwards, the two full backs uh, I thought were terrific getting up and down the pitch. Christie's movement, Edward, the, the, the caller's right, 
Uh, big difference in him today. His link-up play, which is usually a, a, is not the greatest for me. Uh, I thought he played very well and he certainly deserved his goal. But the big one, Gordon, and I know he wasn't on the park that long. Griffiths just looks like Celtic have signed a new centre-forward. Stephen, did you notice a sharpness about Lee Griffiths? Uh, Griffiths looks apart. Um, if he can keep himself in the right headspace, keep himself fit, I reckon that two of your most seen tweets this season will be goal Celtic, goal Griffiths. Um, he's, he just offers something different. He's just an absolute, He's got that killer finish that perhaps Edward doesn't have, but as I've seen, seen the change in Edward's role, if you can work with the two of them at times, then it'll be dead. It'll be Larson Sutton-esque. Yeah, I mean, the chances of seeing the two of them together, Alex, I don't know what the chances are. Probably not great, given what we've seen in the yeah. past. But you never know. Neil Lennon might have different ideas. Either way, they both scored today, both showing that when called upon, uh, they're up for it. I think you're more likely to see the both from playing when you see a, a fixture like today, Gordon, with a very comfortable two or three up, and then you put Griffiths on because the game's stretched. They complement each other because Edward's starting to... Uh, link the play more And uh, the, once the game's opened up That is suited to Lee Griffiths Because he's got plenty of energy He mm. sniffs out a goal And when he gets that opportunity More times than not Then he, he tends to bury it So I think overall today I got a text from a friend Who was at the game And he says uh, Celtic were very good And St Johnson were brutal That was his assessment yeah. o- overall The thing was Last week uh, at home in Europe Neil Wennon opted to to go with the three back at the back three, yeah. and, and Griffiths and Edward up front So it was, it's obviously something he's thought about And he's probably worked in In pre-season on the training ground And it's a great option to have I mean for years Now Celtic have played with that lone front man With the three behind him And there's been a lot of people on here Who come on and say Celtic should always play with two up front Well If they keep the two of them fit It's certainly an option now I don't And uh, he who used to not be named I think we're allowed to, to mention him now Aren't yes, we Brendan yes. Rodgers Did he I don't think he ever oversaw A, a 7-0 Celtic victory Did he? Tried to take a, a, a 6 against St mm. Johnson I, I think. don't think uh, there was ever a 7 No but uh, Does that count for anything? Absolutely not I just thought I would mention it The danger now Is to keep everyone calm Because clues are coming up midweek Away from home Celtic have got a tough tie on their hands there Likewise the return at Celtic Park They'll go to Motherwell next weekend in that tight, confined space there at Fir Park where it's a different type of game. Can Celtic play their expansive football there? They need to keep expectations at a sane level, get about their business and everything Mm. goes towards the the game at Ibrooks on the 1st of September. They need to be Three wins to the good when they go there. Likewise, Rangers need to be three wins to the good mm. as they welcome Celtic. We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Adam says, I was listening to Clyde SSB folk even suggesting that we aren't the best team in the country is insane. We've quality all over the pitch and can't be touched. Uh, on the other hand, uh, Andrew Somerville says, first game of the season, playing a poor St. Johnson team and the Celtic fans are talking about Christie winning player of the year. Montrose and Forford beat them. Bit premature. Well that's That's the way this season will be That's why the Celtic supporters Can go to bed tonight Thinking that's great 7 nothing. Rangers will not be On top of us In the league table tomorrow uh, Unless they score 8 goals at Kilmarnock So That's the way the world rolls It's, it's, it's harmless 0141 Let's hear from you Fans of all teams St Mirren fans Coming back from the capital 
Late heartbreak A decent enough effort Up to the 85th minute How did you see your team's performance This afternoon Motherwell What about you So much expectation So much hope That you could Get off to a flyer As you did in the Betfred Cup Didn't quite come to fruition You come back from Livingston With a point 01419511025 That's the number John in Linlithgow dialed Hi John Hi there uh, I think Celtic fans Have quite understandably Been a bit concerned About the full bag positions We uh, possibly are pending Departure for Kieran Tierney, certainly injury problems for Kieran, and uh, the departure of a terrific servant and uh, Lustig. I thought the two fullbacks today were absolutely sensational. I thought the two of them were terrific. And while it's early days, uh, and um, to be fair, it is early days, uh, it offers great encouragement. And uh, all throughout the team, uh, I thought Christy McGregor linked beautifully and, and Edward done everything. He went beyond and he linked top play as well. And uh, great words as well. And uh, it offered terrific, uh, I think it offered terrific encouragement. And you know, we all know who won the, the pre-season uh, trophy in Scotland and uh, the Joey Barton trophy, as it should be called. But, uh, the football started now and that, that's what Celtic do, usually do their talking. And they certainly did that today. I think John you were, you were keen to discuss the fullbacks as well a bit of change there going to a bit more depth as, as to what you thought on them Yeah I thought both of them gave great width and, but I also thought the fantastic thing about them was they both caught inside as well leaving room for Forrest and uh, Mikey Johnson uh, we've a bit of magic uh, really out wide so they were almost hugging the flanks at times and uh, they were allowed to do so by the fact that the both fullbacks were able to cut inside, they were comfortable passing that, giving, a, uh, giving the ball, getting the ball, playing one-twos, uh, etc. And, and to me, that opened up the whole park. Uh, I thought we had a, a tremendous amount of space, just by the way they played and the style in which they played. Yeah, a crucial dimension to it all will be what happens at the back with Celtic, because Lustig, Boyata, Benkovic and probably Tierney all gone. Celtic have spent a lot of money on Ilhamed, Bolongoli and Julian. Now, judgment has to be right because you've been asked to replace the whole defence. So, as I said at the start of the programme, you have to believe that for that money, Celtic know mm. that they've brought quality to the club. Well, I mean, it's hard to get them all right and my goodness, there's a long way to go before we can fully judge the, the players, Gordon Diel. But how did their league debuts go? Well, it's very difficult to replace two full-backs of the quality of Lustig and Tierney, obviously, and we don't know what the situation is with Tierney. But I've got to say, if Tierney does leave, I think Neil Lennon would be on, the, on today's display. Let's not get carried away, it's opening game. But you can only beat what's in front of you, the old cliche. Celtic were absolutely terrific today. I thought the two full-backs played very, very well. Uh, they were up and down the park, which you expect anyway, because St Johnston just dropped off and gave Celtic all the ball. Forrest was going inside, the full-backs were getting up and down, good balls in the box. They looked very comfortable, I've got to say. Um, so I wouldn't have a worry with that. Uh, I've still to see Julian coming in there to the centre-back position. They've paid big money for him. So I don't think the Celtic manager or the fans will be Worrying too much Yes would they like Kieran Tierney to stay And be the number Number one at left back Of course it would Because the boy's A terrific talent But if he does leave And Celtic get the sort of money That they're talking about Then I think they've got Replacements here Right away Yeah listen uh, I believe that it's, it's fairly encouraging You know To to see the The report on the full backs uh, I mean I 
I jotted their names down um, before a ball was kicked because it is concerning when you're replacing an outstanding player like Kieran Tierney with a, a relatively unknown and, and the same on the other side where you've got a guy like Lustig who's who's been there, won everything, um, you know, captain decide and it was a massive hole that was left. So when you're hearing callers coming on and you're hearing Daz's report, it's encouraging for Celtic that these guys have just slotted straight in and uh, and it helps when you're playing against opposition like St Johnson where you get plenty of the ball, you're allowed to, to be in the attacking third um, more often than not and that'll bring their confidence on I mean they all haven't had, uh, although he's got a knock he must be absolutely delighted you know that he's had probably nobody running at him that he's been in the final yeah. third and shown his attacking uh, promise rather than defending so everything you know ticked all boxes for Celtic today just apart from that we know that, that's the thing up. though Mark I've just put a wee note to Mark there saying that when Celtic are at home and teams drop off it's almost attack at will for the fullbacks. You the oh. circumstances, the, you know the thing. It suits them down to the ground. There'll be tougher, tougher challenges ahead for these yeah. guys. But yep. on today's evidence, it's encouraging. Yeah, each case on its individual merits. As I said, when Celtic go to play Cluj, they have to be right at the back because they will come under far greater pressure from Dan Petrescu's side. And then when they go to Motherwell, you're into the nitty gritty of our league football. You'll get no time in the ball, or will you? Will you actually steamroller Motherwell the way you steamrolled St Johnston? Mm. So, one game at a time, one case at a time, one set of circumstances at a time. Thanks to John and then Lithgow. It's 0141 951 1025. I'm sure there'll be lots of Celtic fans wanting to share what they thought of today's game. Rangers fans, you're up next year at Kilmarnock tomorrow. How do you see that one going? Is it still going to be a difficult place for you to go? Who, who starts the game? Who are you starting? Who are you leaving out? And come on, who else was at a game today? St Mirren fans, Motherwell fans, any Partick Thistle fans out there? Who else on the patch? Let's hear from you all. 01419511025. And we're going to start hearing from today's managers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevan, Smart Wilson, Alex Rayanne, Gordon DL here taking your calls until six o'clock. Looking back on an interesting, shall we say, opening day of the league season here in Scotland. Were you at a game? Phone us, tell us what was it like? Anything that caught your mind, caught your eye, I should say, about the game, good, bad, or indifferent, let us know on the phones or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, we are on Twitter. Fitzy says, absolutely buzzing with that Celtic performance, playing direct attacking football. Contrast that to the start of last season, where it was constant side to side passing with no real direction. Hope to see more of the same. I think Stephen and Barhead's got a similar point. Hi, Stephen. Hi, how are you doing? All right. Yeah, good, thanks. I've just been a thing for the game and very, very impressed with the way they played going forward. There's no fix to say. There was only a stout side that was very direct, very pleasing in the eye and a lot more dynamic going forward. Gordon Deal, is that something that, that you recognise? There's bound to be a bit of scrutiny on Celtic in terms of how how does their style compare now that it's it's Neil Lennon's own team, so to speak? He clearly didn't want to get in and rock the boat last season stylistically. Could you, could you tell a lot about them or, or did they just have it all their own way? Um, I, I think 
uh, under Brendan Rodgers, it was just a case of make sure you retain the ball. Doesn't matter. Let the if the opposition sit back, let them try and suck them out and then play through them. I think Neil Lennon sort of uh, tweaked it a little bit, Gordon. Um, but the movement's terrific, I've got to say. Brown and McGregor just sit in the middle of the park and instead of going back the way all the time, they try and make the forward passes. But it helps when you've got the movement of... Edward's movement was terrific today. Um, and I've watched Edward a few times last season. You're thinking you've got to do a little bit more. Uh, Christie, Forrest, the two full-backs were getting into good positions. So they had plenty, plenty of options. And it was difficult because St Johnston actually just put everybody behind the ball and says to Celtic, break us down. But they had so much width and so much movement in the middle of the park, St Johnston couldn't handle. You can obviously see Neil Lennon has tweaked it a little bit by saying, rather than having four or five passes at the back, let's have two and then make a forward pass. And I think it helps Celtic today to break St Johnston down. You're, to- you're totally right, Dad. Sorry, I mean, when I played uh, under Neil uh, and even watching him on the, on the touchline, that was his motto. Get the ball forward into the attacking third as quickly as possible. He, he used to tell us that before games. Let the attacking players do their business and, and, and he would allow them to go about it in any way they liked. And I think you've seen wee snippets of that at the end of last season. But again, I don't think he wanted to change too much. But I think you'll see a change this year. I don't think you'll see the the six and seven passes along the back line Again, I'll be like you said, Daz, one, two, and through mm. the lines to the, the three attacking players behind that forward. Uh, Stephen, it's too easy if I ask you who the, who the main man was. So, apart from Ryan Christie, who would you pick as your man of the match today, Stephen? I thought Crystal Fire was outstanding. He was, was a bit in the air, uh, very comfortable in the ball moving forward. That's a great thing when you've got a set of half a stable to play football, because especially if you're playing. I thought the game moved 30 yards up the park the last season. Lenny told us that when he took the team over last year. They were going a little bit for this, that last season, then tweak it when they into this year, which you could clearly see today. It was, honestly, it was, it was pleasing by the, the fans of yeah. the way that you could tell that just for the atmosphere with the people sitting around you. Everybody was smelling their face yeah. and enjoying us. OK, I didn't expect a, a centre-half when Celtic won 7-0, but I, I don't mind being surprised, Gordon DL, because I, I guess when you're playing teams that, that, that do sit back, Celtic need central defenders who are good on the ball because they're going to have to start it. They're going to have to come forward and, and, and try and, and, and create something at times. Well, in the terms of defending, uh, it had nothing to do, Gordon, over a piece of 90, 91 minutes it was. But when the ball came up, the parents and Johnson tried to clear it, the first thing that was obvious was he just took a touch, he went forward, we knew, we know he started in the middle of the park, so we know he's comfortable on the ball, and he just started the attacks, and that's why I think the caller looked at him and thought he's had a terrific game, I can't really give anybody you know lowering about a 7 or an 8 today for Celtic, because every, apart from Scott Bain, I thought was rubbish um, <laughs> but every every single one of them, their movement and everything I've got to say was a joy to watch Did Scott yeah. Bain make any saves, just no, out no, of curiosity? I don't even think he touched it, but he had a great warm-up, but <laughs> I don't think he actually, I couldn't I'll tell you what, I bet he didn't touch a ball 10 times in 91 minutes and probably St Johnson just kicked the ball up the park and he came out and just played it with his feet or so. I, 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 you could have taken him off and played with the old-fashioned backing um, and just let Celtic go and play. Because all St Johnson 
they moved into their own half and they said to Celtic, break us down, and Celtic went, no problem. And that's exactly what happened. And Gordon, not exaggerating here today, even Alison Turnaround says, I think I'm going to see the first ever 10. And only for a, a couple of missed chances by Celtic, it mm. could have easily been 10. Now, we don't, who's right, do not get carried away. There's a lot, this is a marathon, this is not a sprint. But you've got to start on a positive note. And only apart from the injury to El Hamid, that don't know how severe it is. That is yep. the only low thing that happened today for Celtic. Well, he has a doubt for the qualifier during the week. We will hear from Neil Lennon very soon. Matthew Kerr's on Twitter. Great result today. Very attacking, pleasing to watch. But the big test is on Wednesday, which will give us an indication of how good we are. We're going to speak to James, who's a Rangers fan in Paisley next. Let's quickly hear, start hearing, should I say, from some managers today. A winning start for Hibs and a goal for Scott Allen. Here's Paul Heckingbottom. Yeah, room for improvement. I thought. For- First half, I thought there was a few bit of nerves there. Do you know what I mean? We had five debutants, if you like, for the for the league. Big crowd for the first time. It was a different game for them. I thought that was it. So I was glad at half time. Look, you've got it out of the way now. Um, and and as well, credit St Mirren. We'd we'd spoken prepared for that. We actually spoke about winning the game in the last five minutes. You know, thinking that in no disrespect to our growth and and Elwood we played. <coughs> they're a Premier League side good manager made signings we knew they'd be organised and if they wanted to sit deep and play on the counter they were going to be tougher opposition you would have thought than what we faced so we we prepared for that we wanted to be patient and that's why it was important that we didn't just go long we had to try and pass the ball and keep moving the ball and, and we got the goal that way Glenn Middleton saved the dip or something Glenn yeah he's, he's someone who we spoke to Rangers about you know and we'd be keen to do something Rangers would and, and Glenn so hopefully we can get something done there because it was suggestion was he was going to Holland so would it be a loan or would it be a permanent or would it be it'd be a loan yeah it'd be a loan you know it's, it's Glenn's someone who, who Rangers value highly you know so if uh, if we can get him we'll, we'll do our bit in terms of pushing him and trying to help develop him and do our bit for him and, and then he's going to do his bit for us with his application and the qualities he can bring hopefully that's an interesting one Alex yeah, Glenn Middleton Looks like he could be heading to Hibs on loan According to Paul Heckenbottom Yeah I think it would be a, a good move for him I think Heckenbottom's a good manager Gordon He gives young guys a chance as well uh, I thought the way he spoke about his preparation thing And the detail and what he says Because you and I looked at each other And he yeah. says prepare for the five minutes Because they've prepared for St Mirren to come Drop in They're looking to counter attack And I think you know he's obviously said at that point do not panic and they've got the result but going back to Glenn Middleton I think he stopped start season last year uh, I think it probably been better for Rangers if he developed in Scotland due to the fact uh, you know if he's going to do well here it, they'd be able to monitor it and if he'd done really well he could bring him back and he'd know what he'd be able to bring to the table uh, and just a, a quick word on, on Paul Heckenbottom Hughes yeah. I mean it's a winning start I'm sure he'll, he'll want to play better at, at some point But you know Three very, points on the board and, and you move on to the next one Very safe pair of hands Experienced manager He uh, stabilised the club After the Neil Lennon fiasco Involving uh, Rod Petrie And Leanne Dempster And he came in And he got everything calmed down again And I think he He has given Hibbs and their supporters hope for the future. Now they're under uh, Ron Gordon's ownership, um, possibly money to be spent there. Uh, things look good for Hibs. 
Mark, would you expect Scott Allen to be an important player for Hibs this season scored today? Yeah, without a doubt. I think when Scott was there before, he showed that he, he really enjoyed his time. Now, I think you could see in his game that he enjoyed his time there and the fans really took to him. And maybe that's just what a player needs, you know, to feel comfortable in the surroundings. I don't think he ever looked or felt comfortable in his surroundings at Celtic for whatever reason. But I think at Hibs, he certainly looks a settled player and to score... And the first day of the season mm-hmm. Is only going to help him James is in Paisley Hi James Hi there, how you doing? Not too bad James You're obviously not in action until tomorrow um, As a Rangers fan What's on your mind this evening? So it was just something that Mark touched on I think it was Mark that touched on it earlier About Morelos And possibly leaving before the window And I think recently Klopp had said That they value Ryan Kent about 7 million And I just think that If someone is willing to meet Morelos' value As much as I would hate him to leave Because I think he is a goal machine I think that a, a decent striker And the 7 million for Ryan Kent I think would be a really good investment I just wonder what you guys think about that I think that's a fair, fair shout uh, James um, Again, I, say, I agree with you. I, I don't think Rangers should get rid of Morelos due to the fact that he brings so many goals. Yeah. Hypothetically, if, if they did go on and sell him, uh, the, I think they were just mentioned with the lead striker a few weeks ago for yeah. around about Ruth, five. Kemal Ruth. Yeah, for a, now, isn't he? Is that right? it looks like. Yeah, it, yeah, so the thing is, if it hasn't been done then, and actually, if you could do it time wise, that could potentially be the case. Yeah. And then if you, if you brought in Kent as well, I, I still harbour. Uh, Ambitions that Rangers may well get him If no one meets his valuation further down the line Kent, uh, Because of Steven Gerrard's Connection yeah, to Liverpool Yeah I hope that as well But I just think if, it, if he does go I think they have to buy Kent Obviously I think they're, they're not as financially sound as Celtic And they've not got £7 million to throw about But if they do get this Morelos money I think it would be a chance missed not to get Kent And build the team around him and Aribo The main stumbling block at the moment James Is that no one's bid for Alfredo Morelos yet Does that surprise yeah, you? Yeah uh, no, it doesn't surprise me because I think obviously his temperament, his behaviour last year, just I mean that's really that's really kind of lowered his probably his market value. But um, goals are goals, and I think that somebody might come in for him at the last minute. You know what the transfer market's like, especially in England. So I'm, I'm hoping that we get a, maybe a silly bid from a team that needs a striker. I mean, Alex, yeah, but he's already sorry, Gordon. He's already stated Stephen Gerrard that he will not welcome a bid later on in the window due to the fact that it might not give him time to prepare to yeah, get. But the then. English window closes soon. Is that the Championship as well, Gordon? I think they they not all close when the season starts. Well, certainly the Premier League clubs. Yeah, do. Well, I know the Premier League because I was thinking about this the other day, Gordon, and I was thinking to myself, I think if the Championship, because the money that's floating about the Championship, that may well be an option as well. You know, somebody harbours. I'm pretty sure they, they, they shot at the same time They must unless some Would Alfredo Morelos Alec See the championship as uh, Probably not here An upward move in his career No I think he has uh, ambitions To go to the English Premier League yeah, It's the same the, the championship closes at the same time yes. So what have got Six England. days is it this Thursday Yeah, yeah So that wouldn't, that wouldn't be late In our window yeah, but, but, but the problem I've, is No bids have come in so far Yeah Well so everything's hypothetical And uh, the point is That when Stephen Gerrard Said that a few weeks ago He was saying that He did not want to uh, sell Morelos late in the window Hence the reason as well He's obviously said Morelos should come out publicly Maybe to the press And commit his future to Rangers So it puts it all to bed mm. This speculation mm. James coming on and saying selling Then it puts it to bed James what are your thoughts ahead of tomorrow? Uh, well obviously Celtic have laid the, the gauntlet down now And well, well done to them Ryan, Ryan Christie's a phenomenal player He's always reminded me of Gareth Bale when he plays And he's, he's frightening He's clearly on form So um, I just I Really three points is To be honest is I would take that as a start away to Kilmarnock Did you just say Gareth Bale? Yeah I think he reminds me very much of Gareth Bale He's available as well <laughs> Yeah 600 yeah. grand a week Hopefully he doesn't get as good as Bale But I just when you watch him I think he reminds me very much of him So hopefully um, 
his form doesn't keep going but uh, I would just take three points tomorrow and can I get over the Kilmarnock who do to be honest and that's what I said James at the start of the programme this season for Celtic and Rangers a draw equals a disaster yeah. a defeat equals a catastrophe yeah. so mm. if Rangers make a winning start tomorrow then it doesn't matter that Celtic won 7 nothing today so long as mm. Rangers have three points yeah. the same as Celtic I mean the thing is when you take a breath which we don't always do here there there is room for error Rangers and Celtic can afford to drop points because yes. neither well it's they're unlikely really, yeah. that they'll, they'll one will go and win but I just love your sense of drama because that's yeah. what it's all about at this time yeah. of the season that's the way the Rangers fans will be feeling let's we're, be honest they we, could lose tomorrow and still go and win the league but that won't be on their minds come kick off we're on air tomorrow if Rangers drop anything you'll gauge the reaction at full time a draw is a disaster a defeat is a catastrophe Mm. Yeah, I like it. I like. I like the way you put it. It doesn't even need to be I, a watertight theory. I, I just like. I it. played in a Celtic team that by I think it was the end of September or maybe the start of October was something like ten or eleven points behind Rangers, and it was a disaster. Mm. It was a, a, a catastrophe. But I ended up spinning round. We ended up winning the league. But I get what you're saying, Hugh. Yeah. Thank you to James. We're going to hear from Neil Lennon and Tommy Wright next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevens, Mark Wilson, Alex Ray, and Gordon Dale. You still with us? Yeah, I'm still here. Loving the show. Loving yeah, it. great. Good, good, <laughs> good to hear from you. Uh, let's hear from Neil Lennon first and foremost. You would imagine he'll be a happy man after watching his Celtic side win 7 0 against St. Johnson. That's a perfect performance. In every aspect of our, our play, clean sheet, two very good attacking fullbacks, you know, two centre halves who were strong and athletic and great midfield, and just played with real attacking intent the whole game. There's a relentlessness about them today, which pleased me. <clears throat> it's always difficult to, you know, come in at half time with a good lead and then try and pick up where you left off. And they got better as the game went on. Substitutes were fantastic as well, made a great contribution. I loved the the last two goals. In fact, the last three goals I loved. Counter attack, and then it's a great play from Griff for Odson's run. And Griffiths goes the only, only he can score those kind of goals. Touch, finish. Just I like the you know the Ryan Hattrick as well. You know the great goals, all round goals. I loved the connection with the the players and the fans today. I just thought the atmosphere was perfect, and the players responded in the right way. So we're not getting carried away. But that is a, a good marker, obviously. Um, is there more to come? You'd like to think so, as we get stronger, fitter, better. But um, I couldn't ask any more, really. From we've beaten a very, you know, very good, rugged St. Johnson team. In fact, we've you know taken them apart at times, and that pleases me. How important was you to was it for you to lay down a marker to the other teams? Not not, not important, but the players do their talking. We've been quite calm. You know, we've had a Real sort of intense period with the Champions League games, and this is obviously the start of the campaign. And we're going into another big one on on Wednesday, and it should give them a lot of confidence. But the game will be different. We know that from for an opening game of the season, seven goals. Well, just well. Well, he said it himself: a perfect yeah. performance in every way, uh, solid and dependable at the back, uh, industrious and creative in the middle of the park. And Griffiths and Edward scoring, Christie getting a hat trick, 
Carlsberg don't do Scottish football But if they did <laughs> I mean for Lee Griffiths Gordon His difficulties have been well documented He's, he, he marked his return in European action With a fantastic free kick A, a trademark free kick And the, the thing about Lee Griffiths Whether he's in form or not in form No matter what club he, he's been at He's always been that sort of Natural and instinctive finisher Excellent technique What was his goal like today? Terrific. I've got to say, I remember watching Lee Griffiths under Brendan Rodgers at one point, and he come off the pitch, Gordon, and he looked a little bit like Mark Wilson, a little bit chubby. He looked, he, he just, he looked, he, he looked like he'd put on a few pounds, and uh, obviously taking time off. His big benefit this season, he's had a pre-season. He's come back, I was watching him warming up, he looks very lean. He looks fit, he looks hungry again. He come on the pitch, he sprinted on the pitch. Usually when you see a sub, especially when they're winning so comfortably, they just jog on. He sprinted on the pitch, you want it to be a part of it. And Neil Lennon's right, it's an, a Lee Griffiths goal. When the ball comes to him, he takes one touch with his left foot, and before the goalkeeper's even moved, it's by him. It's just a, league, a typical Lee Griffiths goal, and I think you will see a lot more of that in the coming season. And there's times that the lads were talking there that would they play two up front they don't really have to play two up front because when Griffiths come on Edwards sort of drifted to the left hand side so he can come off that left hand side with Griffiths through the middle I think Neil Lennon's got bags and bags of options and still got decent players to come back as well he's got a 7 million pound centre half that is still to come into the side he's got competition all over the places we don't know if Tierney is going to go or stay but I just think Celtic, they look sharp today. And remember, this is only the first game. So it's up to Rangers tomorrow. And I do think Rangers will win comfortably, I've got to say. But Celtic have laid down a great benchmark this afternoon. Danny's in Hamilton. Hi, Danny. Hi, Gordon. First time caller here. Uh, just to say, uh, say hi to the panel. To uh, Ali and Mark. Uh, just to see about the living in Cham, how Neil Lennon uh, has actually got through to him, or do you think he's put himself in a short window? I think Neil Lennon uh, has got through to him, as you say, Danny, because there was a problem created by an article. Now, this is a recurring theme in Scottish football. Foreign players fail to understand that what they say to newspapers in their own country will get back here. Uh, and Neil Lennon had to take him aside and he has done so at regular intervals Olivier and Sham is a real talent uh, yes he may have been disappointed he didn't get his move to Porto when he wanted it but he has to understand at the same time that that kind of offer will come up again only if he's playing well for Celtic so Neil Lennon's got the message across to him the Celtic fans have to fall in love with uh, Olivier and Sham all over again but when you play, score a goal, that helps, big time. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking, because yeah, the first season, uh, it was great, but do you think uh, the French connection with uh, Julian coming in maybe help as well? Well, they, they, they tend foreign players. When Rangers had uh, a preponderance of Dutch players, they all stuck together. Uh, the French will stick together uh, at Celtic Park, and if there were three Scots at a French club... They would stick together as well That's what people tend to do I, I, so. I'm still of the belief That if a bid comes in And I'm not talking about 14 million quid I don't think Celtic Would, would get that just now I think if a decent bid Comes in for Encham I think it? Neil Lennon Would take that I think he, he would look at his form Over the last year And and think 
Is he going to displace Any man midfielders That I put out today I don't think so I think he is a talent You But I think he's went off the boil And I think if a bid comes in Before the window shuts I, I could see him going I think in general terms though The Celtic supporters Would be entitled to say Look If Kieran Tierney goes It will be A big wrench for us as supporters To lose Kieran Tierney Big wrench for him to be away from Celtic But he realises there's a big wide world out there And he's a way to join it But in Sham I would say Celtic are in a position where They don't need to They should be thinking to themselves We should be thinking about progress in Europe In the Champions League Getting into the the group stage And the fantastic amount of money that comes with it Is is wonderful That's great for the, the, the books However, what about progress on the park? What about using money to get better players to be a better team domestically and in European football? Okay, let's squeeze in one more, shall we? Thanks to Danny and Hamilton, first-time caller, so give us a call back anytime. Danny, George is in Milton. Hi, George. How you doing, guys? Welcome back, guys. Nice to, to be back. Thanks back for that, George. It's magic. Miss you, guys. Thank you. Uh, just absolutely drilling over today's performance. Uh, Mikey Johnson, why he wasn't played as much last year. I know he played at Ibrox, but outstanding. Ryan Christie, as I said, uh, said pre-season, that he will be player of the year this year for Celtic. But that performance today against a St. Johnson side, played five at the back. Always a team very, very difficult to break down. And I think Celtic have the wide players, the width on their side this year. He absolutely demolished side like St Johnston to come to Parkhead and play five and six at the back. Gordon Dale, it's been a, it's been an afternoon of wild predictions uh, for what's coming up in the rest of the season. Can Mikey Johnson nail down that starting position for Celtic out wide? It was Scott Sinclair's for so long. Yeah. Can it be Mikey Johnson's this this uh, campaign? Yeah, yeah, probably could. Um, I watched him last season against Rangers and he played through the middle. Gordon, he just looked like. A uh, little boy lost, to be honest. I thought it was too big for him. Uh, he's obviously, you know, a few months on now, pre-season. He's had a few games, bit of confidence. He started the ball rolling today, remember. You can talk about, you know, Christie's heart trick, Edward Griffiths. You can talk about all the great play. It was Mikey Johnson who started it. And if you watch his goal and team, he turns the defender inside out. It's a terrific bit of skill and puts the ball in the back of the net. He's got to perform like that consistently if he's going to keep that because he's got so much competition there and he's a young lad that's coming through I don't see him playing every week but I see him certainly playing a partner because you look at Lewis Morgan who's had a real good pre-season as well he'll be itching to go out there and show what he can do but Mikey Johnston got handed the the strip today and uh, didn't Mm. let it sell down George very quickly before we let you go can you see him nailing down that starting spot Yes, I think so, guys. They can also play out in the right, guys, for James Forrest, who we can move back into the striker position that Brendan was talking about doing. Mm-hmm. So we have that option there also in the wide areas. It's, it's absolutely sensational. We can play out left and right. Great stuff. Thank you very much, George. And Milton, let's hear from Jim Goodwin. So close to a good start to the season. Still performed okay, of course. Just couldn't get a point at Hibs. Obviously extremely disappointed, more so for the, the players because of the effort and the commitment that they showed throughout the game um, you know it's always a sore one when you put that much into a game and you get to the 85th minute and then uh, you concede a winner it's very difficult and there's not enough time obviously to get back into the game but you know, if we were sitting here and we'd been turned over four or five then it would be a different story you know it'd be 
a hell of a lot more disappointed but there's a lot of positives I can take from that today um, and I think there was a number of really good individual performances but um, collectively as a team, as a unit we looked organised, we looked hard to beat, we looked dangerous on the counter-attack um, and you know I can't ask any more of the players, they they stuck to the game plan, they done everything that I asked them through the week and um, you know I'm really really grateful for their effort but uh, obviously it's about winning games and you know we're sitting here on the wrong end of the results so we're gutted with that but at the same time uh, there's plenty of positives to take I think so a 1-0 win for Hibs at Easter Road Motherwell had to settle for a goalless draw at Livingston Here's Stephen Robinson This is a difficult place to come to You've seen the surface You have to deal with the physical side of the game When you play Livingston They put every single ball in your box Whether it's from a throw-in, set play Anywhere in the pitch it goes in your box and So we dealt with that We dealt with the second phase of it But what we didn't do was put our stamp on the game You know, When we did, we created chances But we didn't do it often enough um, For me, we weren't brave enough Which we've shown you know, in the bet for it so we'll be better than that you know, We'll definitely be better on the ball than that there But uh, we'll take a point with the battling qualities They'll take points off teams this season as they always do They're a very difficult team to play against You changed the whole front three Was that just a symptom of what you were talking about? Christian had changed because I thought he was going to get sent off um, You know, He was on a book and he went in another couple of tackles And you know, on that surface it was sticky And you make one wrong decision, you're playing with ten men So um, yeah, we just needed a little bit of freshness We're trying to win the game, we're trying to be positive um, But listen, it was, a, it was a game where Mark made two good saves um, there keeping me able to see if one was cleared off the line in between there wasn't a great amount of quality Declan Gallagher played well coming back here today yeah he done okay um, probably should have scored twice got two great chances from set plays as well but Dickie, we know Dickie is very good player he was accustomed to what we were going to face you know balls coming into our box and he dealt with them brilliantly well as I say we'll be better than what we showed today um, defensively and in terms of our battling qualities yeah they're there but we, we'll be better on the ball than that the I'd better not comment on any performances as I've said previously I've probably got a 20 game ban hanging over me so like we, we can only affect what we do um, we can be much better on the ball and we will be well Hugh Keevans there ends match day one yeah well sort of we've got Rangers up down at Kilmarnock tomorrow but the first Saturday afternoon if you like Saturday at three that's when you get the real sense of the football uh, and it's over um, we've got 37 more matches to go how did you see the start of the new league season Celtic score seven goals and Neil Lennon says we can get stronger, fitter, better. It's a daunting prospect for those who will face Celtic. But Stephen Gerrard can't be daunted and he has to show that tomorrow. Rangers have to get the win. That's the only requirement. A draw is a disaster, a defeat is a catastrophe. A reminder of the way it went in the top flight this afternoon then. Celtic unfurling the championship flag before beating St Johnson by seven goals to nil. It finished Hibs 1, St Mirren 0, Scott Allen with the goal, Livingston 0, Motherwell 0 and Ross County on their return to the top table of Scottish football. Convincing win against Hamilton by three goals to nil in Dingwall. Thank you, Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray. Gordon DL, we'll say farewell to you as well. Thank you, good night And thanks to the top team all around the grounds For keeping us up to speed on what's been happening As always, the biggest thanks goes to you Thanks for your company this afternoon For all your calls and tweets A bonus Sunday show for you On the first weekend of the new season We're back tomorrow at Someone's going to remind me of the time It's one o'clock, it's a half one kickoff. We're back one o'clock tomorrow Make sure you join us And the GBX is up next
one super scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.